It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles once again, turn to the book of Romans, Romans in chapter 4, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 9. Again, we're continuing our thought on this justification by faith, and Paul emphasizes his point that it is by faith alone, not by works. And at the beginning of the chapter, he deals with Abraham, saying that Abraham was not justified by works, but rather he was justified by faith because Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Then he gives us the example of David, a great sinner of the Old Testament, who talks about, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. So justification deals with two parts here. Not only are we having our sins removed, so to speak, and and not charged to our account, but we have the righteousness of God applied to our account. So now God does not see us as guilty but rather God sees us with the righteousness of Christ. So then begin reading then in verse number 9, and really that, if we can understand that principle of chapter 4, the whole chapter opens to us, and the rest of the chapter becomes pretty straightforward. Verse number 9, Cometh this blessedness then, speaking of this justification by faith, cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or that's the Jews, or upon the uncircumcision also. For we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham for righteousness. How was it then reckoned? When he was in circumcision, or in uncircumcision? Not in circumcision, but in uncircumcision. Now we said yesterday, Abraham received the promise of God when he was yet in uncircumcision. When he was still viewed by God... As a Gentile, when he came from a Gentile nation, what made him a Jew, where God changed his life. And so then we see in verse 11, he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of, of the faith, which he had yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. Thank God for these verses, because it shows us that we as Gentiles can still receive the promise of justification by faith. See, there's a group that wanted to say, you know, it's, it's for Jews only. And you'll see them in Acts, they cause a big stir, and they start to pull Peter to their side, saying, you know, this is only for, for the Jews, and, and, you know, you've got to be circumcised, you've got to keep the law as part of this, and, and just trying to mix a bit of Judaism in with this justification by faith. Abraham's point is, or I'm sorry, Paul's point is that Abraham was justified before he was ever circumcised. Circumcision has nothing to do with salvation here or the, that representation of keeping the law. Circumcision was the sign of that covenant of keeping the law. So we see here in verse 11 that that circumcision it was just a sign. It was a seal of the righteousness of faith which he had being yet uncircumcised. But it, it, there's a parallel here. Abraham justified by faith. God changes him. God gives him a sign 
in his body, something to make him different from the rest of the Gentile nations to show that his sign was here. Now, this promise God gave him was an unconditional promise, but he gave him something to, 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 to make a difference in his life. And you'll find later on, he, in teaching the Jewish people, as they're coming, see, I believe it'd be in Deuteronomy, he says, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Maybe it's Leviticus as well. Some of these truths carry over into Christianity today. You see, we're the fulfillment of the promise of God. But where God changed Abraham when Abraham was justified by faith, and God gave him something to be, in a sense, to be different, God expects us to have the same. Now, read with me if you will, and I might be able to illustrate this a little bit better here. He's dealing in chapter, the end of chapter 2 with this issue of circumcision. He says, Therefore, if the uncircumcision keep the righteousness of the law, shall not his uncircumcision be counted for a circumcision? And shall not uncircumcision, which is by nature, if it fulfill the law, judge thee who by the letter in circumcision does transgress the law? Notice this, For he is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and the circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. And I just want to make this point from application from, from this, this passage here, that God still intends for us to live clean and holy. And we're going to deal with that much deeper when we come to Romans chapter 6, because there's that group that says, oh, well, if you're justified by faith alone, then it doesn't matter how you live. Well, actually it does. But we see here, Abraham received a sign of circumcision, an outward sign, you know, that he was chosen by God. The same as we ought to be different. We should come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. Then be ye, in First Peter repeats this promise, be ye holy for I am holy. That God intends for us to, to be different after salvation. God intends for us to live clean after salvation. And it is, has nothing to do with keeping the promise for Abraham here. I mean, it, this promise was unconditional. It has nothing to do with our being justified. It's a sign. God justified us. And so now that we have been made different, God's removed that sin from us, so to speak, and, and moved in and revived that spiritual nature. Now we ought to be different. And so I, I say this all the time to a lot of people that I talk to. If there's no change, there's probably no salvation. And I, I'm, sometimes you can't always judge on the outside. I get that. I understand that. And some people grow at different rates. But when there's never been a change in a person's life who says they've been saved, who says, you know, in essence, they're saying, I've been justified before God, but there's no change in them, there's a problem. The Bible says, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So there ought to be that change in our hearts and lives. And so we dealt with the rest of this passage going through to about verse 14 or 15, I believe. He deals with, let me just read it just for, for the sake of keeping the continuity here. In verse number 12, actually let me back up to verse number 11. And he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of faith, which he had being yet being uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of circumcision only, 
but who walk in the steps of faith that are a father Abraham, which he had, being yet uncircumcised. Those steps of faith, I still am studying a little bit on this, but I've read a few things, and one brings up the point, Abraham received the word of God, Abraham believed the word of God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. And it's really the same way for us. We have no righteousness of our own, but as we receive the word of God and understand where we are at, we agree with it, and then we believe it, there's your steps of faith. You could look at it that way, probably. Um, or you can just look at, I mean, what saith the scripture? Abraham believed God and it was counted unto him for righteousness. It's, it's all there. Verse number 13. For the promise that he should be heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and the promise is made of none effect. Because where the law worketh wrath, wrath, excuse me, because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. That's important right there. That, that, those three words, might be sure. Listen, if we had to be justified by works... If we were saved by works, there's no way possible any of us would qualify. You see, the qualification to be saved was to believe on him that justifieth the ungodly. That's in verse 5. The ungodly are the ones that can be justified. And if you see yourself as anything other than ungodly, then there's no hope for you until you are willing to agree with God against yourself. But here, we, we start looking at the law. It's impossible. We've already broken it. And when we've already broken it, there's no way, shape, or form, whatever I keep from this point on doesn't matter. Because I've already broken it in my past. And I will be judged for my past, not just my future. I couldn't, it wouldn't be sure to me. I, I would not be able to receive this promise of God. I would not be able to receive this justification by faith were it not for the grace of God. Therefore, it is of faith. This justification is by faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not only, not to that only which is of the law, but also that which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now notice this about Abraham, this is really interesting. Who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which is spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about an hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. This is now that promise being of the promised seed going to be given through him meant that he was going to have to, he was going to have children. But Abraham was about a hundred years old. His wife not too far behind him. Physically, that was impossible. Here's the awesome thing about faith and the parallel from that to our salvation. Physically for us, salvation's impossible. 
But if we're going to be like Abraham and follow the steps of Abraham, then we're not going to consider ourselves and our abilities or our inability because we have no inability. I'm sorry, we have no ability to get to heaven. We can't. We've already messed it up. But God gave him a promise. And Abraham, against hope, there shouldn't have been, there's no human reasoning why this would be possible for him, said, you know what? God can't lie. I believe God. It's going to happen. Even when physically and scientifically even, it was impossible for him to have it. For him to have a child. For us to be justified by faith, humanly speaking, that's impossible. I've got sins to my account. I can't wipe them away. But God promised. And if we, in the same faith that Abraham had, trust in God, against all hope, against all odds, say, you know what, God said it, I believe it, we can also be saved. Abraham, in verse number 21, it says, or verse 20, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully persuaded what he had promised, he was able also to perform. See, that's the thing about faith. It's got to be fully rested in Christ, not in anything else. And therefore, it was imputed unto him for righteousness. Now, it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed unto him, but for us also, to whom it shall be imputed if we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. You see, it makes no human sense why Jesus' death 2,000 years ago would be sufficient to cleanse my sin 2,000 years plus later. But God promised. My faith is not resting in my own reasoning. My faith is not resting in my own works. I have nothing to give. Our faith must be resting in Jesus Christ our Lord alone, who was delivered for our offenses, for our sins, and who raised again for our justification. My friend, if you've never put your full faith and trust in Christ, I would challenge you, get in the Scriptures, see what the Scriptures have to say, and understand this thing, that justification before God will be by faith and by faith alone. And if you do not have your faith fully rested in Christ alone, there is salvation in nothing else than Him. And you need to put your full faith and trust in Christ. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email back to the book broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.